1: Broker, fresh for everyone. You always follow
2: the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly
3: Howard on VSIN. First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas One Thousand and receive ten dollars instantly and up to a thousand dollar bonus. Visit VSEN slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas One Thousand. Big weekend, huge, with the playoff games, four great matchups. It's a record for uh, spreads when you look at how the uh, they're priced with three of the four games. It's so competitive. And today, I, it's, is it up now, guys? I imagine it's up. Ozark season four on Netflix. Season four? Giddy up. That's right. That drops today. You win,
1: Dan? You win with Ozark?
3: It'll be, oh, for Christ's sake. What's I've that?
1: That's Jason Bateman? You know it, yeah. I've seen one show I saw one one or two episodes of Ozark you weren't hooked ago. on the first one during the pandemic I think right watched a couple episodes oh, how could you one? not get hooked on the first episode that's crazy and I'm not a big uh not a big fan of uh sitting around watching TV shows all week you can knock it out in a huh? day one
3: after another it's beautiful
1: come on <laughs> what are you
3: watching mac games no, on a Wednesday? come I on do not
1: I, I tape games I, I watch game replays and to me that's more productive than watching TV TV shows. Well, listen. Fictional
3: TV shows. Boy, you were but. way off earlier in the week, and I forgot about this, too. Uh, thanks to everyone who pointed it out. The Tom Gen- Cruise? He does his own stunts as well. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah Yes, he does.
1: Not all he, he broke s- his ankle in one of
3: those scenes in Fallout. When he jumps over there, he broke his ankle and finished the scene.
1: Okay. Congratulations. Jumping out of that I part. liked some of Tom Cruise's movies early in his career. Like I talked about, All the Right Moves. Uh, Color of Money. Color Money was a Risky Business. Risky Business was awesome. good one. Here later in his career, I, I just can't get into, I can't buy into a five foot two action hero. I can't do it. It's like when Bruce Willis and Die Hard, Bruce Willis can play the role of a tough guy, but he would take out like 25 of those terrorists. Well, that's all and, of them, yeah. You know, think about the odds, one on 25. Well, oh, let me, me tell you It's, it's so far-fetched, oh. so I can't really buy into it. By the
3: way, I forgot to bring it up. It's hard to take Adam Hill seriously after he said Die Hard isn't a good movie. That is the dumbest take. I'm. Mean. That's ridiculous. That changed action movies. That changed the genre. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, it's an incredible. The, the dialogue. It's you can still. It, it, it comes on. Bam. You're hooked. You'll you'll watch it. You'll pick it up no matter what. What point of the movie? It's. It it holds up too. Hans Gruber's fantastic. Bruce Willis. Everything. <laughs> How about Elliot? The guy's
1: awesome. Hans. Yeah, Spreakency talk. I mean, that's a great scene. It was a pretty good movie. Oh, God. I I, just, I can't, you know, it's just really hard to accept that Bruce Willis is going to take out 25 terrorists by himself.
3: Oh, come on. Who Are you, are you, this, huh? are you the guy in the theater with, like, when E.T. takes be, off
1: with the bike? Oh, come on. I'm uh, calling garbage on that. It's gonna, Star Wars. It's I am going to be on. somewhat realistic, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You're already on the parade again. I watched uh, a good movie a couple of nights. Proof. Clint Eastwood. There's, there's a guy who's a real-life action hero. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, Escape from Alcatraz was on the other night.
1: Excellent. That's a good movie.
3: Very good. One thing, too. Could you do this, people out there? Uh, follow the money, Army. Uh, is this, the graveyard shift, combat pay. I mean, we got to get up at one thirty, two in the morning. You, I don't know how you do it. You don't sleep. Uh, I'm jealous of you. I, I, I But I, the, the guy here who works the shift, I would say, I would set the total at over under four and a half tickets, the guy writes, on his entire shift. Could you work the graveyard shift, but then you're just staring. Well, I guess you get paid to watch Follow the Money. But you're just staring straight ahead. You got nothing to do. What's a guy do for an eight hour shift? He's not writing tickets. It's, it's three tough. in the morning.
1: It's a tough job. I've talked to him about it uh, last week. I huh? said, How do you how do you uh, pass the time back here because you're sitting back here for three, four, or five hours, and you might have one or two customers, sometimes none, for all those hours. Because it's tough, man. It's uh you prefer to be busy. Absolutely. Time's gonna fly by. The yeah. last thing you want to do at any job is sit around and watch the clock because that's when the clock moves so slowly, it's torture. You ever had a job like that where you watch the yep. clock, what time's my lunch break? You clock in, you clock out. What was the last Terrible. job you had like that?
3: I moved here uh, 25 years ago. The I was, uh, when I lost my radio gig, I was driving uh, limo and like shuttle dri- driver uh-huh. and just wait, but it was the graveyard shift. So, it's like you might have, t- you don't have a ride till like 6, 7 a.m. when the flights uh, land. Right. And go to the airport and, and do runs. I mean, you're twiddling your thumbs. You're looking, it's the summer. You're looking at the baseball rotation, <laughs> at the numbers here. I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, you're just staring sure. ahead, too. And then plus, it was in a casino. Was it? That- so it's just like it, all, the slot machine noises. You don't think about uh-huh. it until you're right next to it for an entire eight hour shift. I mean, it's like, oh my God, you're going to go mental with all that. The great numbers from Steve you. That was in Vegas.
1: I didn't know you drove up limo in Vegas. Really? I was like twenty-two years old. Yeah. Was that when you were sleeping on Adam Hill's couch? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> That's wow. right.
3: Uh Steve Mackinen numbers. Point spread weekly. Hit it out of the park again. Amazing but true department. In their round, the divisional round, the magic number for home teams is twenty-seven points. When the home teams score twenty seven points or more, thirty-eight and four straight up, thirty-one and eleven ATS since two thousand two. When they fail to score twenty-seven, six, thirty, 30, and 2 ATS, that's crazy. Tampa, 30 points per game. Kansas City, 28 points per game. Green Bay, 26. Tennessee, 24 points per game. Road teams, if they get to 21, that's the magic number, 27 and 12 ATS since 2002. The outright winner in this round on a 29, 10, and 1 ATS run last 40. So again, like uh, then the last weekend, who can forget it? File this away again. But the wild card round, pick the winner, cash the ticket. Fifty-three, seven and one. The team that wins the game covers, and it was six and zero ATS last week. Saturday home teams on a twenty-one and three straight up run the last twelve years. Sunday road teams twenty-two and nine ATS run. The one seed in the NFC has won mm-hmm. eight of nine. The last four, they've held their opponents to thirteen points per game, and when the one seed is playing. A wild card team, and that's in play with uh, the NFC game. 18-8-1 eight, underrun. There you go with the Mackinac stuff. As far as the trends, Green Bay 3-14 and 14 ATS this year in the fourth, qu- first quarter. Green Bay 10 straight overs in January. 10-3 and three to the over, last 13 head-to-head with San Francisco. Tennessee, Cincinnati 7-0-1 overrun, head-to-head last eight. Bills 1-7 ATS run in January. Some good numbers there. Yeah. I hope officiating doesn't play a role in this. You know, after that debacle in Cincinnati, and the, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to have any issues here, and thank God Boger's crew's done, but I don't want to have any controversy with these these four great matchups. That's the last thing you want to come in Monday and, oh. and talk about and dissect about. <clears throat> well, you we got controversy.
1: That could be a prop. Will, yes. will you and Mitch be coming in Monday talking about the poor officiating in one or more playoff games? I would say yes is going to be the favorite. <laughs> oh, no. How, how often do you see an NFL game that's. Well officiated. That doesn't have some sort of controversy. Well, I, I guess Monday night the um, the Cardinals Rams game really didn't because that was a blowout, and mm-hmm. there was the one questionable. I think call was that whether was it a catch and a review by uh, Sean Green. McVay challenged it. Yeah. Yeah, the AJ Green catch, but um, very rarely do you have uh, games that are officiated so well that you don't debate things like that. Yep. I, I think Monday. We'll probably be no, talking about not. that. I hope not. We're I think the... Mitch is back on track to be back on Monday, by the way. Getting a lot of tweets about that. I think he'll be back Monday. Okay. Uh, sounds. I, I hear the
3: same thing. Um, so we agree on the early game Saturday. We like the one seed. We like Tennessee. I know it not worked out in the past. They haven't won a home playoff game since 2002. The last time they were the one seed, they were 13-3 and three and uh, lost to Baltimore. They lost last year at home to Baltimore. They're 6-1 and one in games decided by three points or fewer. Vrabel done an incredible job here. Everyone's healthy for Tennessee. Hendrickson's going to play, though, for the Bengals. So uh, this is going to work out for Cincinnati. I agree with you with maybe the, now after, congratulations, Pat on the back. He added the 31-year drought. Now you got to go out and play a big road game. And Tannehill, although the issues with the turnovers and 14 interceptions, much different offense and much different quarterback when all those guys were out there. And finally, he has A.J. Henry, and Julio, and this is it. This is why you brought him in, right? As Parcells would always say, this is why you lift the weights. This is why you put the work in the offseason. <laughs> That's why they got this guy, right. and he was a disaster. He had 400 yards and a touchdown, and this is a popular prop with a lot of respected guys, including one of them, Adam Chernoff, coming up, which you will talk about Julio, but I think he can have a big game here as well, uh, and, but I think Tennessee wins and covers, and Cincinnati, they get enough pressure on Burrow, who's been sacked over 50 times this year, they contain Mixon. They contain Chase. Although they are in the mid 20s passing defense, but I, I think this actually could be a high-scoring game, and I think the Titans win and cover. There was a six-figure bet when it opened two and a half. That's long gone. There was a six-figure bet on the Bills game under uh, down the street, and there also right here was a six-figure bet on Bills money line. But I, we were both on the Titans here.
1: Yeah, I wish i had laid that two two and a half early on that opening line show Sunday night. When that number opened two and a half, I said to JBT, if you like the Titans, lay it now because yeah. that's going to three or three and a half. And the two and a half didn't last long. I, I was too slow to pull the trigger, but I have bet the Titans here. I think they impose their will with the running game in the second half and pull away uh, from the Bengals in what's, that one. What's realistic for Henry? What do you expect? I'm going to say 15 carries, 75 yards. Okay. If I had to guess, I think that's what I would go with. What would you do
3: from a prop standpoint? I mean, if you're a bookmaker, I mean, again, Teresa Walker covers the team, thinks there could be some kind of a pitch count
1: here. Mm-hmm. Well, so, 15 I mean, carries is kind of
3: a pitch count, right? Yeah, I know, but that's, I wonder how many, what you do. There was one place uh, that put up in the mid 90s for his rushing yards. So, I mean, that that's, you're, it's a tough spot if you're a bookmaker for, but what you put up here. And again, he's minus 190 just to score a touchdown in this game. Uh, but, it's been a great season. Now, I know it was odd that the one seed has five losses here in the AFC. But that run they went through and what they did defensively with all these guys out, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of bad, sure. too. I mean, the loss of Houston, the four interceptions by Tannehill. Uh, they're up 21 nothing, week 18 against Houston. That becomes a three-point game. But just the difference A.J. Brown makes. And I think Brown has a big game. I think Julio has a big game. And Especially uh, A.J. Brown. We, yes, and I think Tennessee we'll right, wins by double digits in that one. We'll get back to Green Bay and San Francisco. We'll get a pick on that from Adam Chernoff as well. And all our picks coming up next. In pocket up next, the props, the sides, the totals, all that coming up on Follow the Money, Visa the Sports Betting Network, NFL Playoffs. So good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. You know it. Here we go. Let's go with the Chiefs laying one and a half. They're averaging 37 a game at home in their last five playoff games. Uh, Any game to go to overtime. This is the rest of the playoffs. I, I reached out to Johnny Avella. We can't bet at DraftKings, but I recommend this. This is the rest of the playoffs. Any game, overtime. No minus 190 defensive or special teams touchdown in the four games under one and a half minus 190 all quarterbacks to throw for 200 yards yes plus 165 all teams to score a touchdown and kick a field goal yes Hmm. five to one five to one okay I like that one too two-point conversion this is at Caesars two-point conversion attempts over one and a half for the four games Plus 170.
1: That that, Bills-Chiefs game could be absolute madness. I think that might be the best bet you got on the screen right there. Plus 170. 170. And that's just attempts, not not conversions. Is that right? No, it's got to be conversions. Okay, well then that changes the game a little bit. Yep, got to be conversions. Two-point conversion attempts over Uh, one and a half is a damn good bet at plus 170. Successful. Conversions.
3: Yep. Different story. Yep, and a Rams plus three. We disagree on this one. You're on the bucks. I laid two and a half with the That makes a difference, That's a good number. Yep. Uh, I laid with the bucks. Von Tobel likes OKC. Uh Uh-huh. And Paul Charchian, again, who was on half an hour ago, went three and one last week with props. Allen rushing yards over. Brady passing yards under. Jennings receiving yards over. Lazard receiving yards over. And Mitchell rushing yards over. And a fantastic breakdown on all of
1: them. Stay hot, Mr. Eumann. Church, uh, he does a great breakdown in his plays. Uh, Last night in College Hoops, a couple of uh, underdog straight-up winners. Home dogs. This week in College Hoops have been hot. Indiana plus 3.5. Last night win 68-65. Rob Finnessy with the go-ahead three-pointer. I don't think Purdue can play much worse than a played last night, especially Travion Williams. Had a two-point lead in the ball late in that game. But Indiana was the right side. play Outplayed Purdue for more than 30 minutes of that game. Air Force plus six over UNLV. Falcons pretty much led wire to wire. Easy winner. Those two dogs on the money line parlay paid off six and a half to one uh, last night. So, NFL... Bucs minus 2.5, Titans minus 3.5. We are in agreement on the Titans. That's not the best number there, but that that number moved from 2.5 to 3.5 pretty fast. Blank and miss it uh, sometimes, and uh, that went over the key number of three. But I think the Titans in the running game, uh, they will impose their will on the ground and pull away from the Bengals in the second half of that game. I hate to bet against Joe Joe Burrow. I do think Burrow is going to be one of the most popular quarterbacks to bet uh, the next uh, few years but I think he's going to take a beating in this game from the Titans. Uh, one play in college hoops tonight, and this is an information-based play, and okay. since you and I have been sitting here, the number at Circa has dropped to 6.5. Hopefully you can still find – I'm going to double-check the screen right now. There's still some plenty of 7s out there. The South Point had 8 on this game when I bet it last night, but Maryland plus 8 against Illinois, and the information on this game is the shack of the Big Ten, Kofi Coburn is not going to play. And this comes up from a reliable source last oh, night. I don't great. think it's a COVID situation. I don't think it's an injury situation. Sounds like it might be a violation of team rules. But Illinois' big man apparently is going to be out today, and that's not public knowledge yet. We're seeing the screen drop to 6.5 in a lot of places. But definitely still 7s out there. Uh, without Kofi Coburn, I want to say that that's about a two and a half, three point adjustment in the number. I wouldn't be surprised if this closes Illinois minus uh, four and a half or five. Without Now, the Illini still have the shooters. they got good guards. They can light it up from the outside. I'm not going to act like this is a guaranteed winner with the Terps because Coburn's not going to play. But you take him off the floor, and that's an equalizer. The Terps, I think, uh, are alive to win the game. So it took seven and a half with Maryland last night. And you and I were talking about the golf. How about Bill Mickelson? Tied for last. Oh! Really? At La Quinta, at the American Express. Uh-huh. He had a nine on a hole yesterday. You're kidding. <laughs> Nicholson's tied for last. We still we've got some guys in the hunt, though. Good. Seamus power at about 35 to 1 odds. He's seven under, three strokes back. Abraham Answers live at a five under and five back. And also Scotty Shuffler in the hunt. So we got some uh, guys near the top of the leaderboard going into the weekend.
3: All right, in pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Lose some me—it's uh, Ellis, not Elliot, the character I love on Die Hard. Got the name wrong, but a uh, wild character as well as Hans Gruber takes him out uh, <laughs> in that in that great scene.
1: Uh, okay, so Saturday night, you, ever, you know who's in the movie Thunderbolt and Lightfoot? Did you ever see that? No. Uh, Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges from the 1970s. You're
3: going way back
1: here. Huh? Jesus. Uh, that's a good movie. Those yeah. are the type of movies. I don't I don't watch modern-day Tom Cruise action movies. I like I like the older yeah. classics like that. And if you
3: yeah. missed Lou Finnecaro yesterday in the main event of the UFC, might as well <laughs> throw that out there, too. Lou has uh, he's, gone. He's old school. Yeah, gone and uh, the over against Ngannou, uh as well. Okay, so Saturday <laughs> night, Packers at home against the Niners. I agree with Paul and We said it all week. It's a. I mean, the spot stinks for the 49ers. Do they have much... What do they have left in the tank? A uh, compromised Garoppolo, although it looks good for Bosa, looks better for Warner. But you have to essentially play back-to-back playoff games because it was a playoff game against the Rams. Win it in, and it goes to overtime. Awesome performance in the second half. Dominated the game, and they really dominated Dallas. Misleading score. They held Uh Dallas to only 300 yards, and the fact that they're up 16. If Garoppolo puts it on IU, game's over. If he doesn't throw the interception – Game over. Well, but you a great job about, defensively in that game. And uh, good Jimmy G showed up. And certainly the fantastic rushing game was there. And Mitchell had 96 yards.
1: I've heard you mention it a couple times this week. And it's true. It's 23-17 final. And a lot of people are focusing on that last play and the last couple mm-hmm. of plays by the Cowboys. But the truth is they only had seven points into the fourth quarter in that game. So you're right about that. The Niners did dominate. By the way, uh, a couple people have tweeted in Jennings over 22.5 receiving yards as a bet they like the best. That's as low
3: as that, right? It's that that low, right? A lot lot of Bills uh, support with the tweets, a lot of Rams money line, and uh, some people also making the case that they like the Green Bay-San Francisco game under. And we saw that uh, great tweet about Garoppolo never playing in a game, going back to 2014, playing in a game where it's under 40 degrees, and it's going to be between 10 and 15 in the game Saturday night. You mentioned earlier in the week how locked in and historic of season it's been for Rodgers. Since the stinker against the Saints in Jacksonville, 37 to 2 touchdown INT ratio. Last seven games, 20 touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. And I think Adams has a big game. This is a rematch of a week three Sunday night affair. Green Bay won at the gun, 30 to 28. Crosby hit a 50 yarder. Adams had a buck 30 in that game. They led 17-0, and yeah. Garoppolo and San Francisco came all the way back. Uh, they did – Green Bay won the turnover battle 2-0. But in that game, Sermon led the 49ers with 30 yards rushing. Well, that's a whole different ballgame here with Mitchell. And again, round of applause to Shanahan, who's done an incredible job with all these injuries and all these running backs banged up. They still were top seven in rushing attack, and that's that's the game plan right here. I mean, feed Mitchell, feed Debo. Don't get crazy with Jimmy throwing the ball and uh don't turn it over Jimmy and keep Rogers off the field. That's the blueprint right there in the game plan.
1: Oh, last week Mitchell and Debo, you had a, a total of 168 rushing yards on 37 carries. The weapons, the talent on this. You don't team. have to put the game in right. Jimmy G's hands, right? Right. And that was a,
3: a bad play call to throw it there when they had the game well in hand against Dallas. There's nothing wrong with just run, run, run. And, uh, I think you're going to, more times than not, you're going to find a way to get 10
1: yards. With I will say in the first time, you were just talking about that mm-hmm. first meeting between the teams. Jimmy G took the Niners right down the field for a touchdown. It looked like he won the game. And then Rodgers, with no timeouts, hits Devontae Adams across. How do you leave Devontae Adams open right. again? 30 yards down the field. That was just a total meltdown by the Niners' defense at the end of that game. But it looked like Jimmy G had the game-winning drive.
3: I also think you do have to take the Niners' first quarter. as Green Bay's been terrible all year? Was that 3 and 14? Slow starts, yeah. But remember how Shanahan scripts this. Yeah. Oh, right yeah. down the field against Tennessee. Right down the field against Dallas. I mean, I trust Shannon there. Where they can at least put points on the board uh, and maybe get Kittle involved early, too.
1: That first drive last week in Dallas set the tone for the entire game. The Niners yeah. went right down the field and scored.
3: Yeah, strong there. So, But I think this is going to be similar to what happened last year in the divisional round where the Packers, Rams hung around, Goff made a few plays, and then Rodgers with the beautiful drive late, some big plays, and the Packers pulled away, and they covered. I think the same thing will happen here. The Packers win, uh, and they cover Saturday night, moving on to the NFC title game. And uh, four good matchups here. Excellent to watch this weekend. PointsBet Sportsbooks giving you more live betting than ever before. Place a $20 pregame bet on the Rams and Bucks this Sunday and receive a $20 free bet to use live on the game. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Adam Chernoff, over 60% the entire year. He has a couple plays and opinions on on the two of the, of the uh, playoff games. We'll run everything by him, all four games. And you won't believe a prop that he likes. And it's a wide receiver prop. It's gonna surprise you. Adam Chernoff coming up next on Follow the Money. The Syn, Paulie Howard, Matt Eumanns, the Sports Betting Network.
2: the Sports Betting Network.
3: DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, the DraftKings Casino paid out some huge wins. A player bet $5 and won over $10,000 on Assassin Moon. Another bet $1 and won over $7,000 on Wheel of Fortune Megaways. A different big winner bet $10 and won $10,000 on Cash Eruption. Download the app. New customers to claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000. And DraftKings starts you off with up to $50 in free credit just for signing up. Download the DraftKings Casino app and use code VEASAN. That easy. Code VEASAN to claim this offer must be 21. Here we go. Adam Chernoff, Covers.com, the Simple Handicap podcast. Time to break down these NFL playoffs. Appreciate the time, my friend. Let's start with Cincinnati and Tennessee. Did you change your mind uh, now that it appears Cincinnati's defense is healthy here, if you thought maybe early on Tennessee would have some success and could exploit uh, the runs, uh, uh, Cincinnati's ability to stop the run.
2: It was certainly looking that way earlier in the week when you were potentially seeing three defensive line starters out. Looks like there's just going to be the one missing, Joby. Derrick Henry coming back is the big story for this game. Everybody's looking at what he can do running the football. I think it's actually what Tennessee is going to be able to do passing the football mm-hmm. with him back in the lineup. When he was in earlier in the season with AJ Brown and Julio Jones, all three of them healthy, Ryan Tannehill, 9.5 yards per pass at them. You take those three guys out that drops all the way to 5.4. So a massive difference, not in the running game, but for the passing game and the effectiveness of how the Titans can move the ball through the air. That's actually where Cincinnati has been the weakest defensively for the entire season. So I actually think as much as the focus has been on the Bengals defensive line and the return of Henry and what the Titans might do running, a lot of success is going to be found through the air for Tennessee when they go to play action. And I think the benefit factor of that is going to be Julio Jones. I bet it's brought over 45 and a half receiving yards and He's he's going to be the guy that's the second receiver. He's going to get the softer coverage. The Bengals are going to have to cheat a little bit up front. It's going to be space behind. I think it's a big day for Julio and the Titans passing game.
3: Okay. You like the 49ers in the late game Saturday. Tell us why.
2: Just the price, honestly. Uh, I think it's really tough to get to six or higher for the Packers, and the only way you're going to do that is if you're really overvaluing home field advantage in Lambeau off of the buy and giving that a little bit too much stake, or if you're really sort of devaluing San Francisco because of the injuries that they have, Jimmy Garoppolo, defensive side of the football. The report that stood out the most to me was yesterday, everybody active at practice for the 49ers. And what also stood out to me was after the Titans game, Garoppolo had the hand injury. All of a sudden he comes back on the field and there's reports of the doctors being able to shoot up his thumb, but not take away feeling in his hand. Kind of were able to work some magic with him. The last two games that he's been on the field. And now I think they're going to more than be able to do the same thing with the shoulder. I don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes there, but this is a medical staff. that has been able to handle things pretty well with him down the stretch of the season. And so it doesn't seem like it's nearly as big of a concern as it was looking earlier in the week. And this is a Packers defense that just won't have any answers for what the 49ers wants to do offensively green Bay as it is. They haven't faced any like elite rushing games, the entire season outside of really Cleveland in the final nine weeks, mm. the Browns were able to run for a little higher than eight yards per carry. And so the 49ers are a team that is not going to make as many mistakes as the Browns made in that game. They're a much more efficient running game than what we saw from Cleveland as good as the Browns are. I think the 49ers are more than capable of keeping this close and this number just way too big for Green Bay. So happy to take the points with the Niners for a second week in a row.
3: Adam Chernoff, our guest, Vison Fall, the money, Paulie Howard, Matt Humans. He's with Covers.com, the Simple Handicap podcast. Okay, let's look to Sunday, the early game. A lean on the Tampa game and a prop you like, please.
2: Uh interesting matchup in the sense that I think there's a lot of focus now on the Rams coming off the win against Arizona. And I can't help but question how much Brady might be getting a pass just because he is Tom Brady to me, if it was any other quarterback that we saw in a playoff game, like visually frustrated and out of sync with the majority of his receivers who didn't quite know the routes that they may have been running and just sort of completely out of coordination with a lot of guys, like we would be questioning a a lot about that offense and somehow we're, we're not really looking at that this week. And I I just, I can't help but wonder how much of a pass that Brady's ultimately getting. And so there's been a ton of professional money on the Rams Mm. driving this price down. It's pretty hard to believe that it's got as low as it has. We saw some books that were at like four or four and a half, like respected books with their sort of look ahead prices for this game. So it's just a massive adjustment. I think what's going to happen here is we're going to see the Rams defense without their two safeties really tested. And it's probably not going to be from Mike Evans who draws a tough tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey. But I think it's a spot where the bucks who pass at the highest rate in the NFL, whether they're trailing, whether it's a tight game, whether they're leading, they're going to be able to test that. And I think it's going to really come from Gronkowski stretching the middle of the field behind the linebackers. And so I was looking at his prop. He's right now at 63 yards for the game. I bet that over. Cause I think that's the weakest spot of either of these two teams on the field. That middle for LA is really going to be opened up Brady. If he has to get the ball out of his hand quickly to negate pressure, he's certainly going to be able to do that. He does it as well as any quarterback in the league. He's going to go to the guys he trusts and I think a benefactor of a lot of this is going to be Gronkowski. So from the side, there you go. I think it's tough to really find much or the total, but I like Gronkowski over. Okay, I was yeah. talking
1: about the same yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Love Excellent. that point.
3: Excellent. So I th- I found this fascinating. I think it was last <clears throat> week or two weeks ago you tweeted out about what if the Bills play the Packers in the Super Bowl and just the respect and the power rating that the Bills have. If you can uh, expand on that one. Here we go. Right. A uh, uh, big bet here at Circo, six figures on Bills' money line imagine Mahome's at home only laying one and a half your thoughts on the bills and the Chiefs the bills power rating and and what you want to do with the total please
2: yeah I mean I was looking at that matchup on a neutral field I said the bills would be favored uh we're seeing the bills against the chiefs team in Arrowhead in the playoffs where home field it, home field in the regular season point point and a half at most in the playoffs I mean, you're pushing three with a couple teams. Kansas city would be one of those exceptions. I mean, we're rating Buffalo higher than Kansas city with this price here. Mm -hmm. And probably like you mentioned, like that's validated by pro money. So it's not a stretch to say the bill's highest power rated team in the league, especially when we're seeing this price here against Kansas city, both of these teams would be favored over the Packers in a super bowl. So um, I didn't think that that was a stretch to say a lot of folks disagreed with it, but That's kind of Twitter and how it goes. (laughs) But to me, like you mentioned, I'm looking at this total. This is another audition for Brian Dayball. Last week was sort of round one for him. He ran the football twice on first or second down outside of the red zone. Uh, He's showing off for what he can do, knowing that there's a head coaching job waiting for him at the end of this season somewhere else. He has this offense playing at a phenomenal level when he's calling plays at the sort of high rate of intelligence that we know that he can. And so we saw the full extent of that against the Patriots against an aggressive Spagnolo defense. All of that's just going to happen again. I have no concerns about the bills moving the football on this chief's defense, nor do I have concerns about the chief's offense who has really evolved since the first meeting between these two teams become a lot more patient. They take what's underneath and this bill's defense, they play soft. They like to have five defensive backs out there. They like to play back. Kansas city is going to take that all day. And the difference between the first meeting and now is Kansas city has got a lot better at doing that. They still maintain their top offensive rank and efficiency and success rate, but they've just done it in a very different way. And so I have no concerns about Kansas city's offense, moving the football on the bills defense either. I think we're in for a treat of a game that gets well into the sixties. So I'm happily taking the over in this game, we're going to see a ton of points.
1: Total's 53 and a half at circuit right now. Yeah, Way over. Yeah, I'm Way over, over and it over. There you go. Okay.
3: I yep. ap- appreciate your time. Great work all season. Work yeah. on
1: that golf swing. It yeah. looks like uh, you're working on your swing speed. You look like uh, Bryson DeChambeau.
2: <laughs> I'm a little bit heavy up top, so if I can, if I can drop a few pounds, I'll be a little quicker by summer.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Well done.
1: Thanks, guys.
3: Chat soon. All right, Adam Chernoff. You can't the golf course
1: in Canada much?
3: No. Over the winter, uh, no. he's in the Calgary area. I think uh, I understand it. So that's uh, that's not happening.
1: No. No. He was in a, a practice cage last yeah. week working on his swing speed. He put that up on Twitter. Did you see that? I missed that. Oh yeah. Pretty, it was. <laughs> that's good. It was pretty good. He looked uh, like a. Canadian version of Bryson DeChambeau. I think his swing speed was 120 miles an hour.
3: Bronc reception's over. Bills Chiefs over. 49ers take the points. Julio over. He's not the only one who likes that prop. Julio Jones over receiving yards uh, in the early game Saturday. Can't wait for these matchups. Hopefully they live up to the hype. Up next, oh boy, this got out of control. Charles Barkley. Goes off on the Lakers and upper management and Penny Hardaway with a bizarre rant. We close strong, and some more oddball props we'll throw at you. Follow the money. Football Friday. Folly Howard, Matt Human, These and the sports betting network.
2: If you dare. Follow the money on V the Sports Betting Network.
3: Hey, hey, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, bet rivers as you covered. They've launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. City cast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your
1: podcast. Look at this. Hey, we got another city cast to promote. Yeah. How about this? Have you listened to uh, the William Hill New York City cast? Yes. It's pretty good. There's a new one up right now. Check it out at his Twitter page, not the Will Hill or vcin.com. Uh Will Hill talks about the wild card recap, divisional round look ahead, and NBA MVP sleepers. We talked about some NBA futures with JVT, but these uh, CityCast podcasts are valuable in a lot of different ways. Check out William Hill on the New York City Cast. He loves the Yankees. It's going to be a while until he can talk baseball. I <laughs> yes, I think that's right.
3: That's uh, the sad truth right now. Uh, Lakers, There's fives now on the Lakers. A little Orlando support. Uh, more on that coming up. And Barkley eviscerates the uh, Lakers in a second. Let me run down through some of these uh, intriguing creative props I found uh, all week at uh, various places. bet Rivers, DraftKings, uh, Caesars, uh, globally as well. Biggest point differential in any of the four games over under 16 and a half. Most points scored in any of the games, 39 and a half. Uh walkoff win, yes, six to one. Donald with a sack minus one fifty. Will OBJ throw a pass? Two to one. Uh Debo with a rushing touchdown. Yes, plus one fifty. All the all teams score two touchdowns, five to one. All teams with a field goal plus two eighty. every team kicks every team has a touchdown and a field goal, five to one. All the teams score a touchdown minus two twenty. Every quarterback throws for uh, at least two hundred yards. That's plus one sixty-five. A non-quarterback to throw a touchdown is eight to one. Happened last week. A shutout is twenty-five to one. Offensive lineman to score a touchdown is ten to one. Will there be a successful onside kick? That is plus seven fifty. And Chase and Brown to combine for three touchdowns or more plus seven fifty. Allen and Mahomes to have 10 plus touchdowns passing 20 to 1. I like this one. Kelsey and Diggs to combine for 200 yards receiving or more and two touchdowns plus 650. That's another good one, too, uh, that's up there. Will every team get a sack? That's plus 110. And then again, over 250 different ways to bet all the props of Bet Rivers first, last, any time, uh, full, halftime, full time, all the props, safety, scoreless quarter, overtime score first and win longest touchdown field goal great stuff all the props as well and I like these two that bet Rivers puts up about the margin of victory for example will the bills win between 13 and 18 points that's 10 to one will the Chiefs win between uh seven and 12 points that's five to one uh those are up on every game too and it goes all the way down to uh 43 or more uh Rams to win by seven to twelve six to one Tampa five to one could there be a blowout? Rams by nineteen to 18 to one. Buccaneers twelve to one, and they have those obviously up for uh, all four games as well. Okay, so believe it or not, it's a it's a big game tonight with the Lakers.
1: They big start, game for Frank Vogel. Yes, it is. Yes, well, it the is. Lakers twenty-two and twenty-three. They've got to. Uh, they need a positive road trip to the East Coast. Under- I'm not sure it's going to happen. Paul. Well, I
3: I know, and I, that's that's the thing that's so discouraging and troubling for the Lakers that they are under 500 and it was an easy schedule early on with a lot of home games. Right. So now they're only laying 5 tonight at Orlando. They go to Miami, Brooklyn, Philly, Charlotte and Atlanta after that. Then there's uh Knicks, Bucks, Golden State, Utah, Clippers after that and it's difficult in March as well. So here's Charles Barkley on the Lakers' putting this roster together, and, and if Vogel could be the fall guy if they if they continue to lose games. Barkley last night.
1: The Lakers are such wussies. And I only say wussies because I can't say the word I want to no, say. I know. The way they have tried to throw Russell Westbrook, and Frank Vogel under the bus is just really pissing me off. Right. And I got to tell you something. Oh no. Hey, you know, we've got a, we've got a guest standing by. Uh, well, the and Lakers then... still suck when we get back from this interview. <laughs> okay. Now, listen, I'm not, not going to sit out like all these clowns on other networks got okay. their head up the Lakers' booties. Now, they're blaming Frank Vogel and Russell Westbrook. Listen, the people up top who put that trash together are running and hiding like cowards, saying, oh, it's Frank, it's Russ. You put all them old geezers out there. Listen, the best guy, other than LeBron, in the last month has been who? Stanley Johnson. Yeah.
3: Strong stuff from Barkley. I mean, it has been... uh... It's been a talk all week, everyone taking their shots at the Lakers, kicking them while they're down. Even James Worthy had his is, head on the desk on well, the post-game right. show. Yeah, I mean, James, big game James couldn't believe the loss against Indiana. I mean, they're up, and I know what happened last night, which is crazy. They were getting 16 and a half. They won a game at Golden State on a back-to-back. But they're up 15 against the Pacers, who had three road wins the whole season and had lost 10 of 11, and they come back and take them out with a fourth, <laughs> uh, a bad fourth quarter. But and who, what, what now Now that management, and upper management rather, has said – do what you want now with Westbrook, and he doesn't play in the last 350 and was 5 of 17. Now we'll right. see what they do moving forward with Westbrook and what Vogel's going to do. And, my God, if they lose tonight, this could, if they lose tonight, it's going to be a bad road trip.
1: Well, I think Vogel's going to be uh, the fall guy no matter what. The Lakers are not going to put together a great road trip. They're not going to rally. Not the way this team's put together right now. And don't forget, too. Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis yes. has missed 15 games. Right. Okay?
3: That's why so yes, that's that's some of the Barkley comments were unfair.
1: Right. Was, right.
3: He's, he's missed so many games. It's a different team when he's in there. And, and they Vo- just want a title. You get rid of Vogel.
1: Vogel's right? actually a hell of a coach. Yeah. He really is. For those who don't know who's good and who's bad in the NBA, Frank Vogel is a really good coach. This team is just not put together well. There's a lot to talk about here. We, don't, we can't cover it all, but LeBron James is kind of like the de facto GM of the team, right? And there's been... There have been reports that LeBron and Anthony Davis both pushed for Russell Westbrook to be signed. west That's backfired with Westbrook. Now that was a bad move. Rob, Rob Polenka is the GM. Right. Uh, Polinka, I think LeBron. LeBron's performance on the court has been sensational off the charts. Well, there was a lot of Kuzma bashing, too, and maybe rightfully so. But
3: they gave up some good pieces to get yeah. him. Oh yeah. And the, the, but the guy they should have acquired was Buddy Hield They because they also needed right. shooters. I
1: agree with that. I, I said the same thing in the offseason. Now they've they've given away way too many good young players and uh I think sacrificed their future and the present it was pretty ugly. It's not Frank Vogel's fault. Now, what Barkley said there about uh, he hates that they threw Westbrook under the bus, I think Westbrook's a big part of the problem. Oh, yes. Uh, why is not think... a big part yes. of the problem. Uh, that's
3: where Barkley's out of line, too. Westbrook's had a bad season. I mean, that's yeah. de- offensively and defensively. I mean, it's like David Thorpe, who came on this show years ago, said, the guy can't defend and he can't shoot.
1: Right. I mean, but Other than that, he's pretty good. Yeah, right. He plays hard.
3: So, right. And he and just, <laughs> this irrational confidence guy, too, where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, he'll, I'll like to trade. I'll try to trade shots and baskets with the guy I'm guarding. And right. Try to stick it to him. Well, no, you don't do that. You have LeBron James. No, you have Anthony Davis. I mean, distribute and get other guys involved. But he can't shoot, uh, and that's a big problem. But this is just – this is something to monitor here with the road trip.
1: And How about Penny Hardaway? God, Let's get to that. Bad is, night well, for Memphis. And, well, there was a uh, lot of
3: questions about where you believe in the Memphis hype before the start because they had so much talent. Right. And then they're, they're – the, Caesar's William Hill – their conference win total was through. The, they could only lose uh, two games right. to go over that prop. So they get beat again by SMU. Penny Hardaway, as the media was all over him, again questioning his coaching ability. He went nuts.
0: We don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. Stop asking me stupid questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did, then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, 18, and 19-year-olds out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24-year-old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. I work too hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these articles about me, and all I do is work. We got young kids on the floor. They got young kids on the floor.
1: Yeah, but Memphis has got NBA lottery pick players who are hyped, and uh, that's where expectations come from. You recruit guys like that. You run your program like an AAU program. uh, You're going to get some criticism. You got to be able to. You got to be thick-skinned. Greg Hoops Peterson. Oh, this is a takedown here. When when Penny Hardaway says, "Stop disrespecting me, bro," is he talking to Greg Peterson? Out of 358 D1 coaches, Hoops ranks Penny Hardaway 358. Says he has no idea what he's doing. Uh, It's pretty ugly in Memphis. By the way, uh, Paul, since we talked about Kofi Coburn, the reports that he's out for Illinois today, that number has crashed on the screen during this show. Sure, Matt. From seven to as low as three and a half at the Westgate Super Bowl. There you go. Good information. Good, great job. Keep it going with the college hoops. And Dan
3: wouldn't bring alcohol in. I mean, I wanted a bottle of alcohol, a beer, champagne, something. I cheers uh, and I toast you. Great job. As always, Jake. Great job great in the job, summer, IU. and great job holding it down during the pandemic as well. Uh, Mitch it, back appears, it appears be here Mitch Monday. will be back Monday, but uh, thanks as always, Matt. Excellent job as well. Good luck out there. Have a good weekend. Talk to you Monday. Bet River Sports. Bet
0: River Sports. Bet River Sports.